0: As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now this week we're going to be looking at 5G technology and what areas of the market will benefit more from this game-changing technology. And then we'll get into the Australian stock market so I can share with you my thoughts, where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we are Australia's most trusted stock market educators now. Before we move on, remember to show your support for our channel and hit that subscribe button. Now remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. The internet superhighway just keeps getting faster, and which has the potential to make our lives better and more efficient. Now, companies that have taken advantage of this growth has have grown at staggering rates, like Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, just to name a few. Now, Apple sold billions of iPhones since it launched back in 2007. And just a few short weeks ago, we released its first 5G phone, which opens up a world of possibilities for future applications. Now, whilst many consumers don't have full access to 5G, the technology really is here to stay, and over time, it will take over 4G. Now, by all accounts, 5G is a game changer as it will allow many more applications, services and products to enter our daily lives from providing high-speed camera surveillance in our streets to keep us safe to doctors, being able to view data, run tests and even operate remotely. Now, for investors, 5G will bring with it a new generation of products and companies that will prove to be very profitable. So where do you look for the next Apple or Google? Well, that's the million-dollar question and one that we cannot answer easily right now, given that not every company that invests in the new technology will succeed. Now, even Steve Jobs in his early days of Apple could not have contemplated where his company would end up. Now, in my opinion, I don't believe telcos will be the companies that will benefit the most from 5G. Instead, it will be the smaller companies with entrepreneurial minds in the areas of education, financial management and health that said there are many other areas that are set to benefit from the rollout of 5g therefore it's our job to keep our eye out for those that may just be game changers so what were the best and worst performing sectors last week well the market has been bearish with all sectors And in the week in the red with consumer staples, the best down just 0.05%. That was followed by healthcare down 2.49%, whilst utilities, communication services and financials, they were all down over 3%. Now, the worst performing sectors last week included energy, and that was down 6.63% followed by industrials down 5.98% and consumer discretion that was down 5.52% last week now looking at the top 100 stocks in the ASX the best performers included coca-cola Amatil, which ended the week up 15.63% following a takeover bid now amp also had a strong week up 12.92% followed by resmed up 8.47 percent now the worst performance included flight center that was down 15.84 percent oil search well that was down 11.38 percent followed by aristocrat leisure and wally both of those were down 11 percent last week so what do i expect in the market moving forward well let's get into our charts for the s&p 500 all ordinaries index update for this week we'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me Well what an interesting week it was on our market last week we saw that the US markets fall away and so did ours and whilst it's a bit later than I was expecting I was expecting our lows to come in sort of in um, October but I did say probably four or five weeks ago that I thought it could even go into early November but I didn't think that was possible but it has happened and uh... our market is looking a little bit bearish at the moment so let's go and have a look at the chart and just see what it's doing and where it's likely to go this week now on the screen you've got a weekly chart of the all ordinaries index and we can see here you know last week's bar if i put my pointer on that you can see it uh closed right on its low so its low was one so it's six one three two point four points where the close was six one three three just one point oh, less than one point higher there um than the low with the high being six four one five but Big move, two point, 282.90 points for the week, looking decidedly bearish. And if we look here, you can see there it's just really gone back into that sideways channel that it's been on for so many many weeks i think it's about 26 or 28 weeks if i put my pointer there you can see there since the 19th of june it really hasn't gone too far it just keeps going up and down and around that sort of area all that whole area there and i'll show you how far that is but it's not a lot of percentage moves if that makes sense so if i put my little tool on here and whack it between there and there you can see there about eight percent between those ranges now currently it's up under three percent in since that 19th of june but really you could go right back here to the 5th of june so the last five months nothing much happened on our marketplace and a lot of people might have been struggling here with the market interesting thing in here at the moment is what will happen this week i would expect the dow was only down slightly on friday but the nasdaq comp was down well over two percent on friday so we may see a little bit more weakness in our market here but uh, i think our market if it does come down if it should in theory with what i'm looking at here it should come down here through this 5600 put a point level there's the the previous low here at uh, five uh, sorry uh, 5951 five, so I think a market will go through there it could end up getting down to 5400 but I don't think so I think it'll pull below 5900 or 5600 it'll go uh, sorry 5900 probably go to about 5600 over the next maybe one or two more weeks and then it'll wash out normally this low would be in the perfect time and that's what I was saying back then about a month ago was saying the time was right for the low but it wasn't quite deep enough and that was my suspicion at the time I was thinking it should have gone a little bit further possibly down to this sort of five and a half a thousand point level but it just took off and that was really just that one week it really did take off back on early not october um, but right now I see a little bit more downside. I'm not suggesting the market's um, going to crash or anything like it. I think the market still does look good. But I did expect the telling you or saying, that, you know, do expect some volatility on the marketplace. October, anything can happen. And we know that from past, from the past hundreds of years looking at the data. So we do need to be prepared for that i still think the volatility could be around for another week maybe a bit longer we do have the u.s election tuesday in the u.s which will wake up wednesday morning and start hearing all the news about that i do expect a lot of things happening there in terms of uh, not having a result straight away uh, uh, lots of lawsuits all sorts of other things going on and a lot of conjecture so we might get a bit of volatility through the following week so that's why i'm saying we may be one or two weeks down um, maybe a little bit longer, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be a short, sharp move down to those levels that I talked about, but I still still think the market is moving through into Christmas, but uh, that's my take on the market at the moment, but let's get into your questions. Well, the first question we have today is from Adam who says, hi, Janine and Dale. Um, what I'd like to know is if you decide to sell your position, should you always sell your entire position or is there ever a time where you would take profit and continue to hold a portion. I'm also wanting to complete your diploma in the new year. Is there a face-to-face version of your course offered um, in Sydney, or is it the course only offered by correspondence? Um, Regards, Adam. Well, there's a couple, obviously, there's two questions there, mate. Um, First one is, yes is the answer, but to explain it would take a lot of knowledge of technical analysis. Sometimes, depending on what we're trading, if you're trading things like highly leveraged products like um, um, FX or um, contracts for different so sorts of things um, uh, and you are highly leveraged, then there is a way to take profits from the market. The, the goal is to get your capital off the market as quick as possible. So you, you do that based on knowledge of strength and direction. So there are times you do that when, you, when you're looking at leverage trading. Generally, if you're trading for cash, uh, the answer is no, and that's I'm saying generally, not all of the time. Um, if you are in good profits, uh, I know some people have said to me, "I want to sell down some of my position here because I'm overweight in X stock." And um, and my thinking of being overweight in X stock is is one of these fallacies that uh, we're pushed into believing by the big end of town. So I necessarily don't suggest that if you've got a stock and unless you put a massive, massive percentage of your total capital into one stock that to me is is a sin of being overweight in one stock for example um, if you have ten thousand dollars and you put nine thousand of that in one stock that to me is an overweight if you balance it out and have ten positions of one thousand dollars and then one of those one thousand dollar positions you know rises five or six hundred percent to become forty percent of your total portfolio let's say some of the others don't do much then that's not overweight to me. You're in profit for that $1,000. You're doing really, really well. So stay with that. Don't downsell summer that will take part profits of that that's what I'm suggesting here so but it does take a little bit of technical analysis skills to understand where and what to do so you'll learn that when you do do the diploma sorry about that Um, when you do do the diploma next year we've never taught the diploma face to face it's just not possible for a course the size of it is and what we actually do it is what we call a flipped classroom course it's very much you get your face to face for all the videos all the uh, multimedia we do live online seminars we've been doing those for 16 17 years um, but you also get your one-on-one support with our team of traders um, who will work with you all the way through the course so you'll deal one-on-one with that there's a lot of um, work and effort I suppose to put into it to go through it nice and slowly uh, face-to-face learning is actually uh, I've had a lot of people say to me I only want to learn face-to-face because that's the way I learn and when I ask them have you ever learnt any other way they generally say no and I said "Well, try the course Um, And there's never been a person that's tried it, uh, got onto the course that haven't really loved what we did in terms of how we delivered it, the support you got, et cetera, et cetera. But the team can talk to you about that. I don't want to sort of drag on uh, that question, but the team can talk to you about how it all works for you. Um, Give the guys a ring. And if you want to enroll next year, then that's fine. Um, Just get all your answers now. Now, the next question uh, we have is a really interesting one here, and it's from Nola. And she talks about ETFs. Are they worth considering for medium-term to long-term investing? Now, I know we've covered that a few times in our live show. So on our live show that we do every Tuesday night at 7 to 8 p.m. every Tuesday. So if you look back, Nolan, you can see Janine and I chatting about ETFs um, and, you know, ETFs versus stocks, whether you're better off one of those. Uh, the answer, or the question really is it's about you. It's about how much effort you want, or ha- how much control you want to have. Now, ETFs on an index, I've always been completely against index ETFs. Anything like, you know, the, uh, an index on the All Ordinaries Index or an index on the, SM, uh, the S&P ASX 200. Because to me, you might as well just buy the top 10 stocks. You'll make more money over a 10-year period. It's just pretty simple if you buy and hold. If you want to be a little bit more active in your you medium to longer term, if you want to take a bit more control, again, uh, you know, to me, direct share investing, picking the right stocks is a better way to go if you've got a little bit of knowledge. If you just want to be totally passive in that and you want to take on a... Um, an ETF then I don't have a problem with that that's that's for you if that makes you feel comfortable then I'm quite for you being able to do that where I like ETFs is more for the particular areas that are unusual, and I, I talk about things like rare earths, or talking about maybe a technology one, or emerging companies. You know those sorts of things because they're areas where take a lot of research, and you really do need to have experts that understand those areas to be able to put that ETF. They're the ETFs that I like. Anything index I don't really like. So hopefully that answers your question. But I would go back and look at some of the shows that Jenny and I have spent sections on you know we've I mean our main topic for the night so please go back and watch those they're on our YouTube channel just like this video so get into there but um, I also wanted to bring up the charts at the moment I want to show you what's going on on the marketplace because we actually didn't get any questions um, on stocks or if asking people asking me to um, have a stock and I don't think I've had that in two years we've been doing these sorts of things so what i thought i had on the chart is just showing you what the top 20 stocks are doing because this is what drives the market um and so you'll see what i'm talking about in this is last week you can see amp was up 12.92 and Coles was up 3.26 so these are the big stocks but you can see down the other end south 32 down eight and a half um and i and i really like south 32 and yes it's got a bit more short-term weakness that's okay but longer term medium to longer term i do like south 32 so this is the area that I'm looking at for opportunities. Origin was down, Energy Centre Group down over seven. So looking at these, you can see there's a lot of weakness through here. I expect a lot of weakness in the banks at the moment, and you can see that coming through. But if we go and look at the yearly basis of it, and this is where Buffett talks about buying doom, selling boom, and you know we've got the market moving. Forward. And if you look at the top end, uh, top end, people often will try and buy yesterday's returns, which you would have heard me say a lot over the last couple of weeks. So you can see people would be getting into Coles, possibly West Farmers, Woolworths and, and CSL thinking, well, these are the better stocks, I'll get into that because they're rising. But to me, I find the opportunities at the other end here. So I look at the stocks that have been the worst performers in the top 20 for the opportunities to come in and buy those so i'm looking at stocks like origin energy woodside center group iag suncorp westpac uh, the banks telstra those sorts of stocks to get into for my portfolio and for our students because what goes down comes up and what goes up comes down these are your top 20 stocks so therefore these ones are likely to do well they're not always going to go down um well amp is probably an exception on that one amp whilst it did have a big week you can see that last week if i just zoom that up for you so you can see If i just zoom it up so you can actually see where it is you can see the big gap up that did i'd sticking right out of amp at the moment i wouldn't be excited about that big move up Um, it does remain to be seen amp gaps around you can see a big gap through there big gap through there so um it's likely to fall back down again but it needs to do a lot more before it proves to me but outside of that these top 20 stocks look for this what's poor performing because the rise will be there i still think our market will do very very well into 2021 and i still think it'll do it'll do better than the u.s market now i do know i get a lot of people talking to me about the u.s market saying well it's better there's more opportunities you make more money out of the u.s market and that is a fallacy it's a complete fallacy and i know a lot of people are sitting there going dale you can't tell me that when facebook does this or apple does this or blah 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 out of the fang out of the fang and wax stocks the the australian wax stocks outperformed the fang stocks in the u.s in the last year that's what they've done so and they're always going to find good stocks in the australian market a lot easier and a lot cheaper and you do get these brokers promoting you commission-free trading and being able to trade the u.s market for you know without paying commissions etc etc but you do pay for it um, there is nothing free in this market other than this video but when you're trading there's nothing free somebody's making money somewhere and it generally comes out of the 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 pocket of the retail investor. But anyway, but do have a look at those stocks in the top 20 stock uh, market. Start getting your strategy together because if you if always be prepared and it's like the Boy Scouts, you know, you need to be prepared for what's going to happen. Don't try and buy yesterday's returns as I'm saying so look at what's been going down over the last 12 months because it's likely to turn and do better um, in the coming 12 months. Now last week I did ask you a question and that was what's the one thing that you need to improve the results in the market now i must say we got a hell of a lot of different comments from needing a time machine to gaining more knowledge and a whole lot in between there now the comment that i really liked best was one and it was so relevant to to so many as it's one that we hear constantly and this comment came from a gentleman called fahad I think it's a gentleman, sorry if it's not, um, who said, looking at the bigger picture and zooming out a bit, it's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking the market is bullish or bearish just by looking at the daily chart or daily market direction. And I'm aware of this issue, but it's very tempting to look at the markets every day now for me. Now, I guess it comes down to having the right mentality for it, as Dar was talking about um, in the video. So that's something I need to improve on. And I really do, uh, you know, it's, it's really, really common and people think that they've got to look at the market every single day. It's not. Actually, you will make far more money when you don't look at it every day. And a lot of people are really, really surprised that Janine and I don't have live data. Like we do not have live data. And yet people say they want to look at the live data, what the market's doing all day long. We had live data for a few years and we just found it Far more distracting for us in terms of our trading and we make far more money when we're not looking at what the market's trading during the day and the reason why is are you more or less you more emotional less emotional when you're looking at the market while it's trading if you've got money on the market and you're watching green and red ticket goes up and down and pricing going up and down are you more invested into that market and more emotional about it or less and the answer means you're more emotional. And if you're more emotional, that means you're going to make more emotional decisions. And quite often you'll get that wrong because you'll see the stock going up and down. Uh, we teach our traders to make all their buying and selling decisions outside of market hours. Make sure you set them at solid points, and then you'll trade better with a lot less stress, a lot less risk. And you'll actually trade a lot less. The big sin that a lot of people do that watch the market on a daily basis is they trade too much. Um, and that's the biggest sin in trading or over is a sin now like Fahad said you know he's got into that habit it really is if you're having to watch the market on a daily basis then your rules aren't correct and and some people will go oh does that make sense Dale other people go no Dale you're wrong um you know my rules are right if I'm looking at it daily basis no that wouldn't be right unless you're really highly leveraged and you're day trading and people say to me Well, what if the market falls away? What if the market crashes today? It's it's really unlikely. The percentage chances of the market falling heavily on any one day is not high. It does happen occasionally, but it's not high. But if you have your stops in and everything else... There's no reason to watch the market. But I really would like to thank Farhad and and everybody else for for sending in their comments and their questions. So it really is nice. As I said, we didn't get anybody asking about stocks today, which is so unusual. But uh, when people ask questions, it really does help everyone learn far more. So please do keep it up. And if you do have any questions you'd like me to answer, just stick them below in the chat there. But let me ask you a question. Do you think the market will be higher or lower than it is now by the 31st of December? And more importantly, why do you think that? So do you think the market will be higher or lower? by the end of this year on the 31st of December and why do you think it'll be higher or lower? Now remember that here on this channel we do these Monday market reports every single week and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night at 7 to 8 p.m. So get onto this round Stock Market Show um, tomorrow night. Remember, hit the subscribe button now, click the bell on the right of it so you know when we go live and we upload videos. I'm Dale Gillam here, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening.